Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bulbacast Season 2, Episode 16. And with me tonight is the head of the Bulba Garden webpage and forums, Archaic. Hey everyone, nice to be back. Also with me this evening is the owner of Pokemon Palace uh, Network, PPN Steve. Hey everyone, how's it going? Also, I have uh, Misty from the Bulba Garden chat. Hi. I have Kasumi from the Bulba Garden chat. Hola. They're both administrators there. And I also have Jotini, another administrator from Bulb Garden Chat, and also the owner of the Brinstar Depths webpage. Hey, guys. And this evening, we're going to have a lot of talk about Diamond and Pearl, and also, what else do we have for the news and whatnot tonight, guys? Well, it's pretty much just Diamond and Pearl-related information. Not just games, but also uh, with the uh, dub, I believe, which just started airing in America uh, this yeah. week, was it? Yeah. It was just a special. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. And also, Archaic, you're going to tell us about the con you went to last week, correct? Uh, not so much. We, I think we need to concentrate on DP, but I do just want to quickly make a little shout-out to everyone who did come up to me at the con who said hi. It was nice to see so many Bulba Garden fans there. Uh, nice to see people who actually recognize the uh, Bulba cast and recognize me by my voice uh, more than by my... Uh, face, actually. Um, you know, we should actually be having another uh, Pokemon event sometime this year in Brisbane, maybe other parts of Australia, so uh, keep listening for that. I'll certainly be there if there's anything Pokemon going on, and uh, I hope you'll all be there again, too. All right. Right into Diamond and Pearl? Right into Diamond I and Pearl. I would think that would be me. a good place to go into. Mm-hmm. On the subject of conventions, uh, well, by the time you've all heard this, I'm sure you would have had that event at, uh, was it, Rockefeller Center in the U.S. with the big DP release party at Nintendo World Store? Yeah, up in New York. Uh, I do believe so. That's uh, tomorrow for us when we're recording, but I guess yep. it'll be a few days ago by the time all of you heard that. Uh, so I hope you all had Aww. fun there and um, maybe yeah. met TSS and a few other people from Bulba Gun who I know are going around. Uh, well, that talk about the cons, the con in Australia, and the con over here in the U.S., or shall Australia, I say the big, yeah, the big Pokemon party, is quite interesting. So, now that we've talked about that, we are going to go on to our next subject of discussion, and that is going to be about the Diamond and Pearl video games, which are coming out on Sunday. When you guys hear this cast, they'll have already been out. Okay, we say it's supposed to come out Sunday, but let's be honest here. Lots of stores have broken the release date. Yes. Yep, yes. So mm-hmm. If you haven't that already really... bought one by now, three probably by the time you hear this, three days after release, what the hell are you waiting for? Okay, if they were sold out. That's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to be sold out. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't have the money right now. If I remember correctly, uh, people who reserved things, it was like 500,000 have put down reservations by now. Yeah, 530 plus thousand. Is that for each game, or is that both games combined? Both games combined. Both games combined, okay. That's insane. It still broke all kinds of records. Just just pre-orders, 500,000 plus. That's broken the records for Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, hasn't it? By by a couple, 300,000. Well, wasn't the original record record was Halo 2, wasn't it? 
something like that. Uh, I don't yeah. remember because I don't pay attention to some other games that play on other consoles. Does anyone remember what Same the pre-orders for Gold and Silver were? I mean, obviously, Two... it would have been pre-orders. Oh, um, no, there was no pre-order for it, actually. No pre-order for it? No real pre-order. Okay, because we had pre-orders stores, for... But not we're doing pre-orders, but there wasn't the forced pre-order like we had this time. For uh, Gold and Silver, we had this big pre-order promotion where you actually did get, like, an official badge thing mm. if you did the pre-order, and I mean, I still got mm. them in their original things. I I think I've actually seen those badges for sale in Japan since then, so hmm. probably, like, real decent official ones. I mean, I mean, I described yeah. them as the size of a 50-cent coin, but you guys would have no idea what I've been talking about hmm. with that. This. Well, um, is it bad hey, size? Oh. It's big. Yeah. An Australian 50-cent coin is big. Hmm. Kind of like our um, old 50-cent uh, coins from years ago? Our half-dollars? Oh, yeah, yeah, those okay. are big. Yeah. The, They're not as the big as a silver dollar, but... Okay, basically, mm-hmm. if you put your thumb and forefinger together to make an O, it would be that inside ring you That's get That's about the size of the silver dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Or the U.S. silver dollar, anyways. Okay, well, then, about that size, then. That's not that. That's pretty big. That's just typical bad and also in the U.S., where uh, they're giving away styluses, uh, yes, D or P stylus for a pre-order. Um, James, quick question: We got anything for our Diamond Pearl pre-orders here this year? Hmm. Not that I know, because I didn't make one. Hmm. <laughs> um, James, what were you saying about the Wind Waker? What kind of a pre-order did that have? Oh, I was just—I'm just remembering the one figure I remember for record is. Windraker set a record with like 400,000 pre-orders or something. Yeah, and then uh, oh, that was, was the record after that. That was a couple years after um, Windraker, I yeah. believe. That's hmm. what I remember. That's, I would like to mention this for the, uh, for the cast. I really think that it is a real shame that some stores were giving out the game before its release date while other stores were not because there were a lot of pre-release people I know who were very very upset at that and I didn't have the money to pre-release but I would have been extremely upset personally, yeah, pre-order I would have been extremely upset myself too, that's just Don't stores get like penalized for releasing them early? I would hope so They're supposed to be but you've got to admit here can Nintendo really afford to discipline Walmart? What are they going to do? Tell Walmart, no, you can't stock any more Nintendo product? Cause we're <laughs> that would be, that would be uh, bad for them. Actually, if they told Walmart or other companies that wanted to break the release date on this, if you do this, you don't get any Wii's for three months, uh, <gasps> maybe they would have listened. Yeah. yeah. The way I see Did Walmart it is actually release- break it? Walmart have apparently yes. broken release date in the US. Okay. I don't know how much, but I do know that in Canada, uh, a chain of stores, I can't remember the name off the top of my uh, Yeah, I remember hearing about that too. Uh, name something. But anyway, they were selling it on Wednesday. And wow. That's not the the day they I think that's, that's wrong. Regular. Now, the big game store here, like uh, GameStop and EB Games, <coughs> yeah. they weren't breaking the release date for anything. 
because I know people who have pre-ordered with them, and they were very, very, very upset at what happened with the Walmarts. Yeah. And I really believe that the uh, pre- right. people who pre-ordered the game should have all gotten the game at the same time before release date for pre-ordering if, if uh, other people were getting it. Right. You know, either all or no one. One thing to consider with the GameStop and EB games compared to the Walmart, and that's warehousing space. In your, right. your standard in a shopping centre store, they do not have a huge amount of uh, warehousing space, and usually they're only actually going to receive the games to give out uh, from their central warehouse in a city, wherever the hell that is, right. the day right. before the official release date. Well, there's another thing, too. Walmart is possibly going to have it a week before, because they do the warehouse on site. Uh, EB Games also, EB GameStop, that that particular company, also had planned an event, so to say, on the release date, which is another reason why they didn't do any of the pre-release breaking, you know, day breaking, whatever. Yeah, they want people to actually come along to the event. Right, they want Um, people to come to the store, exactly. Yeah. I could understand a store like Walmart giving out pre-orders to people who'd actually pre-ordered there, but come on, guys, why must you break a release date like that? What's the point to it? It doesn't right. get you any more sales, because pretty much everyone who bought it there was a pre-order anyway. Right. And I was going to say for the, um, you know, why some stores released them early. I think that yeah. some stores, you know, wanted to try to get a head start, you know, make their uh, their customers come in more and just uh, try to get more business before the other guy next door got business. And then once the other guy next door heard, then he released his, and so it just kind of like talk went around, and a lot of people started releasing it probably. Could be. Hmm. Perhaps. That happens all the time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. There's not really much you can do about it, but hope someone's going to stop it. Yeah. I want to inject this into the conversation I really think it's completely wrong to have a release date on a Sunday for the main fact that a lot of people who are going to be pre-ordering this game are children, and they are at the will of their parents who have parents who go to church on Sundays. I see Sunday as, it's not a school day, so it is a good church day. Is, I mean, church is a relevant Saturday's point, a much better day. Saturday is a much better day. Saturday because if you're planning... If, if, if you're planning any sort of event at your store for a game, you are going to have a lot of people who are going to possibly miss out on that event because of their family not not wanting to take the time to take them down to pick up the game. Saturday would have been a much better day for a release and for an event because of due to the release, I believe. I don't know how they come up with Sunday, but oh well. There might be another issue there. Maybe they don't want huge crowding at every single store. Hmm. Like some other releases where people are lined up at midnight and are around the corner. (laughs) They don't expect something like that for Pokemon because as far as they're concerned, the main target market for this is probably 12 and under. So they don't expect midnight lineups. Right. You're not going to have the uh, Halo or the Wii um, li- uh, lines around the buildings. Exactly. They also don't expect, uh, basically, they want a family to come up, enjoy a release event, and go home. 
They right. don't want them right. to come up and stay all day, necessarily. Which is probably what you're going to have the older fans do anyway. Right. You want them in the store for as long as they are going to be there to buy stuff, but once they've finished their purchases, is it really in the interest of that store to keep them there for the rest of the day? No, because you have other people running other games. Exactly. If the release event goes all day, it just disturbs their trading and selling of other games. Well, it would be be better on a school day then. Have you gone to your neighborhood um, game store lately? It's not like it's uh, Walmart with hundreds of people in and out all the time. You might Small see places. one person in there the whole time you're there. Exactly. But on a Small release of a major game, though, yeah. they don't well, have the now, room see, for that's the it. They're people. trying to drive some added traffic to the store. Without making it too overcrowded. Right. right. Well, Saturday's going to be their best trading day of a week, usually, and Sunday would actually be one of their worst. Right. That's so, right. that by having it on a Sunday, as far as I can see, and it probably would have been easier for them to organise that event at Nintendo World Store on a Sunday rather than on a Saturday yes. when it potentially disrupt all the other stores in the area. True, and I, I'm I going can to see it for Nintendo World because that's probably low traffic day on Sunday. It's probably not even open on a Sunday normally. But if they were just thinking of Nintendo World, okay, fine. If not. Why Sunday? I mean... Well, I don't think you could have a release party at Nintendo World after the release. It had to be the no. same day or before the official release elsewhere. True. Mm. Just, a lot of people are going to be know. cheated out of being able to go to the events. Well, isn't the pre-release, I mean, the breaking of the street date actually make the event seem less than perfect? Or, I don't know how, to, how you would term it, but wouldn't it make the... Next site. Pretty much just extra now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not special now. Right. It just doesn't have that, oh, it's all new and we got it here feel to it. Right. Because, you know, you can go down to Wally World and get up by walking to the game section, you know? It, it's really cheating a lot of people out. The Sunday release date and the and the pre-giving out the game. Yeah, the breaking of the I, I, I really th- Yeah, I, re- I really think that this, this was done completely wrong this time around. Everything was not, not up to typical Nintendo standards. Right. And no one knew that these games were going to be so popular and have so many pre-releases. No one knew? Come on, be real. Everyone knew. You know how many... No, po- the, the franchise was n- is not as popular right now. Oh, well. well it's overall, it's, it's no. gaining popularity again. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree there. I mean, all of us Pokemon... Yeah, of course there'll be a lot of pre-releases, etc., etc. But let's be honest here: there are not as many people in the Pokemon fandom uh, that we're aware of online as there used to be. And as far as the outside world is concerned, who aren't like aware of the inner workings of the fandom, Pokemon is not anywhere near as overt and obvious in day-to-day life as it used to be. And doesn't seem to be the current fad. So I'm c- very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, well, half a million is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shows you the staying power of the Pokemon franchise. A lot of the older Pokemon fans who had dropped the game are picking it up because it's new, it's different, it's on the DS. Yeah, right. Uh, it has internet. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it, 
the DS is a new console. A lot of people mm. have bought the DS. Uh, that's something we've been demanding for how many? Well, since a long time ago. Not mm. to mention that all the Pokemon sites have been talking the game up like you wouldn't believe. Mm. I mean, we've been mm-hmm. saying it's the best game since Gold, Silver, Crystal. A lot of people have said we were not happy with Ruby Sapphire. Emerald was how Ruby Sapphire should have been. And we should have got another game that went beyond Emerald to the special... I mean, yeah, Fire Red, Leaf Green were nice, but they're remakes. We wanted something new, and Diamond yes. Pearl is what we've been waiting for for, what, mm-hmm. half a decade now? Right. Yeah. Well, I think the technology finally caught up, and they were able to get this. And there's still stuff that they could have added to this game. Yes. Uh, well, I think... 3D battle thinking. sequences, for example. Yeah, I think the reason we haven't seen some of that is that they need to leave themselves a bit of room to improve. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. let's remember here, we had originally Pokemon on the Game Boy, then we had Gold Silver on the Game Boy Color, we had Ruby Sapphire on the Game Boy Advance, and now we have this on the DS. However, it's unlikely by the time the next Pokemon versions come out that they'll have something that surpasses the DS. I do believe the fact that we have talked about how many people actually broke the release date in this cast, which is listened to by Nintendo representatives, possibly, will help make that not happen come next game. And now we are going to do the question of the week, where I read the question of the week, and now let's do it. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the question of the week, and the question of the week for last week was a two-parter. You could choose one, two, or you could choose both, I guess. Um, We had the first question being, if you could have a choice, if Pokemon were real, what Pokemon would you have in real life, and why? And the second question of the week was, if you had an animated guest role in the Pokemon anime series, what role would you play there? Well, let's see. Got quite a few answers. I think I'll read the answers to number one first, then after that number two, and then I'll go with the one or two that answered to both. <laughs> All right. And first we have Martian, who says he would have a ditto in real life. Because it'd be like having every Pokemon. Also, it can fly, swim, and eh, use Vine Whip to save his butt when he falls off cliffs. Apparently, he lives around a lot of cliffs or something of that sort. He loves Ditto. He thinks it's the best, though it's not his favorite, just the most logical to have. <laughs> Okie dokie. Next, we have Jonuichi with Probopass. Short and simple, he says, it is awesome. Alright, glad you think that, and thank you for answering, and let's see, who is going to be next? Alright, we have Hitokage, with the answer being the coolest question that she has ever seen asked, probably the hardest question to answer as well. After much thought, she decided that Squirtle would be her choice. Not only is Squirtle unbearably cute, but she never run the risk of it accidentally electrocuting you, poisoning you, or setting you on fire. Even though she wouldn't mind having a Pokemon like, say, Charizard or Tyranitar, though, while awesome, it could be pretty dangerous and definitely not the cuddliest. 
I have to agree with that. Squirrel and her would do various everyday things with each other, from cooking, cleaning, taking a stroll, and especially swimming. She'd even share her bed with it. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to cuddle a cute Pokemon to sleep? Eh, good point. Pikachu runs a close second, though, she says. Well, Pikachu might run a close second for cuddleability or cuddle ability, but there's a possibility of accidentally being electrocuted. <laughs> Alright, and Pikachu2211 says if he or she could have a Pokemon in real life, it'd be Pikachu. He's not the strongest, fastest, or whatever Pokemon out there, but it'd be the choice for him. The reason would be is because Pikachu... Fuck. Um, cut that out, Steve. <clears throat> the reason that the person would choose Pikachu is because he's always liked Pikachu since I uh, saw him on the first Pokemon TV show. He's a trustworthy companion and, well, if you ever need a thunderbolt to an enemy, no it knows that Pikachu would be the happiest to fulfill that request. Good point. And here is a person with an um, interesting name, I must say. Swampert Driftlim Chatot. Okay. And they say Chatot or Swampert. Huh. I'm not surprised with that name that the person has. Well, they say Chatot would basically be a parrot, so I guess Swampert. Yeah. Mm, okay. Imagine going to school with it. When the teacher yells at you, she'd be like, Get that gigantic slimy two-leg walking mudfish out of my classroom! <laughs> oh my god. Key. Raylith says, He'd go with Driftblim because of his sheer utility. It can fly him around wherever he needs to go. It's a ghost, so... He doesn't really have to bother feeding or cleaning it up at yeah, cleaning up after it. And some hypnosis attack could get him out of trouble, so he can use haze to eliminate stat changes, because who knows that happens often in real life. It does? Okay. <laughs> Alright, and Wolverine says, Gah, so difficult. On the other hand, you know, he'd want a huge destructive battle machine, because <laughs> he's an evil sod. Aw, don't be an evil sod. But if he wanted a true companion, which in this case he'll go with, he'd pick Jolteon, because it's always been his favorite. You know, he could walk it, play with it, and do all sorts of on uh, things on his ongoing list. You know, plus, his parents would love it too. Hey, no more electric bills. Oh yeah, and it's covered in spikes so it can shoot electricity perfect for dealing with uh, things like annoying little sisters. Bonus! <laughs> I must agree. I've uh, got one of those little sister things myself. Alright, and now on to the second question. We had a couple people answering that, so let's get right to it. Captain Post says that if he had an animated guest role in the Pokemon anime series, he'd just like to be a trainer or a breeder. He could tra uh, breed Pokemon for Ash and the gang with a shop that he'd have set up in the Shinnoh region. Maybe even see who can breed the better Pokemon between Brock and him. Huh, that works. And also he could be a trainer on the side that would do gyms and competitions and get to battle Ash every once in a while. 
kind of like a friendly rivalry to see who's the best trainer. That works for me. And, well, that's the only person who answered question number two, but hey, I like that. And now Infinite Sceptile answered both. Question number one, if you could have a Pokemon in real life, you'd choose probably Octillery or Quagsire, as octopuses and salamanders are awesome. Mmm, tentacles. And the answer to the second question, if he could be a guest on the Pokemon anime, he would probably be a wandering trainer with a Quagsire trying to steal stuff, and he would have the Quagsire steal Pokeballs for him. Yeah, obviously, this has been into conflict with the heroes, so I think he just wants to see himself get uh, beaten by Ash and company on episodes. Who knows? <laughs> we will see. And I really like what I did for this question. It gave you two choices of questions to answer. One was kind of a, more of a game question, and the other was kind of more of an anime question. So I'm going to do that again for the question for next week. And that is going to be, number one, which version of DP are you getting or have already gotten? Diamond, pearl, or both? And why? You know, I was asked why today when I went to purchase pearl. So, you know, that's always a good question. All right, and number two would be, there have been a couple of issues that some people have had with Hikari's new name, so I want your opinion. Don, is it the opposite of Dusk, or is it Dish Soap? What's your take on the name? I say opposite of Dusk. I like the name, but whatever, your opinion, let me know. Kind of interested. I'll read it next week. And also, question number three, because I'm a smartass, if you have ten Pikachu and Team Rocket steals six... How many do you have left? <laughs> okay. Good luck, and I can't wait to read the answers on the next Bulbacast. See y'all later. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was th- Those were a lot of really great answers to the question of the week for this week. I appreciate everybody. What would you guys think? Great question well, of the week. Interesting. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. You know, I I really think that the quality keeps getting better and better for the answers to the question of the week, and yeah. Yeah. Yep. Got a lot of opinions in. Hope to hear Mm -hmm. you guys' questions and answers next week. Yep. Keep them Mm -hmm. coming in. Indeed. We'd like to hear what you think about our questions and just your Pokemon uh, fan level in general. And moving along to our next topic this evening, we are going to be discussing the new dub of Diamond and Pearl, which has been released on Cartoon Network. To any dub fans here who listen to us, I hope you enjoy this current dub. The voice acting crew is doing their best. And to anyone who doesn't watch the dub, I don't give a f***. If Dawn is a brand of soap, please don't ruin it for the people who actually like the dub. Thank K. Thanks. Bye. Cartoon Network did air a uh, hour and a half long preview of mm-hmm. Diamond of the first three episodes with an open. Wasn't that how it was done in Japan? Yeah, they did do the first three episodes in Japan. Okay, because um, I've s- I down once down saw um, yeah. Reading off, let's start with the opening that they aired on Cartoon Network. 
yeah. the rap we got. It was a what rap, rock, pop, don't know what kind of song it is song. Mixed I all liked together. It. You did? I liked it. I didn't see yeah. it. To me, the music just, it didn't feel Pokemon-ish enough. And then the artist singing it just, I don't know, he probably wasn't comfortable with the lyrics at the time of recording or something. I don't know. It didn't mm. feel right to me. Well, the, you, you have to consider the uh, people who are, have watched the um, uh, Japanese episodes, most of us have, or half of us at least have, something that's different in the ap- in that episode is going to seem a little bit off from well, what you expected. I'm looking at this as a dub episode, okay? So Yeah, okay. From that point of view, so yeah, I was saying, um, like I said, uh, the, the opening to me just was not hot. It just Part of me doesn't think, you know, it's going to stay. Because remember in, uh, when an advanced generation started, they put like a little theme when they did their little preview. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, this might be just a little something that they just threw together and they'll I fix really it later. I really hope so. Although it did show the opening video sequence. Yeah, it did. So, hmm. the, way, oh, yeah. the way I looked so daddy, it felt like it was too short. Mainly it yeah, felt that's like... It. Like, if it had been, like, a, a minute, it would have been a lot better, but... But you have to remember, PUSA seems to be cutting them short, because Battle Frontier, we only got 30 seconds. Thank God, that opening was atrocious. <laughs> I don't know, I, it was alright to me. But a lot of people hated it, but everyone has their own opinion. <laughs> but yeah, it did seem really, really short. It seemed like as soon as they were done with the little rap bam, it's done. I was like, okay. Yeah, but he didn't even know if he was going to do a rap song or a rock song. Yeah, it was like in between everything. It was like, make up your mind. What kind of song is it? Okay. Yeah, I know. I don't like rap, personally. Yeah, it, it just didn't fit. I mean, it seems like they're trying to fit in lately with the whole genre of music, and it's just not working for Pokemon. Yeah, no, they need to stick to what they've been keeping yeah. forever. I really on, think, um, if, if I yeah. feel at this point, we could probably go with uh, Japanese intros, or not, you know, yeah. not the Japanese music, but, you know, the music with Eng- English lyrics. Most anime do Yeah. Some shows do, some don't. I think the actual dub itself with the voice acting wasn't that bad either. I think Dawn's voice was um it was pretty alright, you know, it yeah, kinda had screechy parts Dawn. to it. You know, she kinda she had that little voice in the beginning, but after, you know, watching it for an hour and a half, you kinda got used to her voice and I'm pretty yeah. sure people get used to it as it goes on. At least with Dawn, we don't have to hear a different voice. It's new. From, yeah. from scratch. Yeah. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't matter who does it, it's good. Yep. Uh, course, I don't know what to think about Ashes. It's it's still pretty no, much the um, same. I will say this, though. It, it's actually, I think someone came up with the story that he actually is growing a little bit older, which would explain a little bit of a change in the voice, which that voice is a little bit more mature. That could be just what the anime needs to attract new fans in this current day right now. You know, yeah. for us well, old fans, it might not be the... If, oh, sorry. Um, you know, uh, Ash's um, Mexican dub uh, voice actor, um, he was a little kid when he started uh, his role as Ash, and he hit poverty in around Orange Island, so his voice, his voice has changed a lot through the years. So, like you said, he well, which is why they usually use. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> that's usually yeah. why. You know, I think uh, that's, that's kind uh, of cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's why they usually have women acting for little boys. Yeah. Like in the show. Boys acting aside, there's still room for them to grow, I think, in the, in the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also noticed something else, too. I realized that, you know, maybe maybe it's just me, but, I, you know, I haven't watched many Raws at all, but it, it kind of seems like they kept more Japanese music. Because, you know, it didn't sound like that same old thing we hear all the time. Some of the background music is the same. Uh, I noticed a couple of things that I didn't hear in the Japanese mm-hmm. original, but I, I can't detail you which one it was because I wasn't paying that close. Mm-hmm. I only watched it once. And I something else I noticed a little bit was that, uh, you know, I wonder, is this the first time that we've ever seen, you know, someone release a Pokemon from a Pokeball? Because, you know, we saw that blue, you know, the color instead of the red color for releasing of a Pokemon. No, it's not the first time. Hmm. It doesn't? They've done it before? Well, yeah. Huh. Ash I just has don't remember, I guess. Numerous Pokemon. But through, you know, just throwing a Pokeball up and having the blue streak oh. come out. Yeah, maybe that is something yeah, that's, that's not been actually been shown in the anime series. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like you two. Go away. Get out of here. Something, whatever you said. I forget. <laughs> Overall, I thought it was okay, though. It, it stayed fairly true yeah. to the, the uh, original uh, as shown in Japan. Of course, we all seen the uh, truck scene because that was previewed, what, yeah. a couple weeks back. So. Yeah. Right. And there's a paint, I love that. And there's a paint edit that wasn't in there that yeah. four kids definitely would have taken out because on the postcard, you know, they had all the Japanese writing that was still on there. Actually, it was in Pokemon script. Oh, well, you know, it would have been deleted no. by four kids four probably. Four kids is the one who got Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon producers to use that script. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. that's gay. And I, I um, personally still don't understand why the hell they did that. I mean, so that there's no language issue, no Japanese, English. Just scribble. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. It's just scribble, gobbledygook. But how many of the little kids right? would have noticed that anyway? Okay, let's put it another way. How many of us realized that Papa Smith's uh, writing in his spell books and everything was in Japanese? Nobody. How many of Nobody us cared. Yeah. How many little kids today do you think care? Personally, that the kids concentrated on TV more in the old days, whereas now they have video games and the internet. Right. So they're probably less likely to notice little details like that. And if they do notice, they're probably actually a little more informed and will think it's cool rather than going, why can't I read that? That gave me a thought just now when you said that. Okay, a lot of the people that watch Pokemon anime also play the games. And as we know, the Pokemon games are a text, a lot of text-based uh, events. In it. True. Okay. Yep. Mm. So here they are, they're reading their game, have to read what this trainer says, this other guy over here says, yada, yada, yada. They go and watch the anime, and it's either in Japanese, like it used to be, or in this totally nonsense script. Well, they're going to notice and say something. You know, they might not say something to mom or dad or to whoever, but to their friends and other people who they watch the anime with or that they talk about it with. It's going to be pointed out. It's going to say, there's something wrong here. This is just gobbledygook or it's in some other language. Well, they're going to say it's gobbledygook if it's in Japanese or if it's in weird made-up Pokemon script. Yeah, how many of us can tell the difference between Japanese and Scribbles? Yeah, uh, I'd be yeah, right with that point. If you've never seen Japanese before, or you haven't learnt about it, or whatever, you're probably not going to recognize it. Or you might think right. it's Chinese. 
that yeah. would be your first thought because yeah. yeah. So yeah, I really don't think it's that much of an issue to just leave it in Japanese. I don't either. I mean, it's but, it's a youth. No. It, well, I guess it's not even a paint edit now, but it, it's just useless to change it. There's no yeah. real reason to put it in some gobbledygook no. script. Right. And even if you little mm-hmm. American kids are a little bit confused about it, let's be honest here. If they're going to be talking to their friends about it, out of the big group of friends they have, there's probably at least one person who goes to an internet forum and either already knows the answer or can find out. Exactly. Well, you know, they're going to forget anyway. They're going to look at it and be like, hmm, what is this? And they'll be like, oh, well, I forgot. It's not not going to be the focus of their existence. No. Unless, of course, you have the kid who's like the guy who knows Klingon. Who can... (laughs) I'd just like to mention that Paul was the best character in the anime ever... I disagree. I disagree. That's Harley. (laughs) No, it's just I hate Harley. He represents so much that a lot of he represents a lot of people that complain about the anime or think that it should be well, like more like the games. And it's just fascinating to see personality like that. it's like he's a harsher version of Gary. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's rude, cruel, right to the point, but still has that trainer spirit in him. Yeah. Which it's is kind of like reviving Gary through him. You know, since Gary's been gone so long, they kind of needed to have that rival back for Ash. Yeah, they did. What do you know? This is this rival. Yeah, I just find it it's, it's cool that they kept his character really mm-hmm. close to the original on the, um, the original Japanese version. Oh, I just strongly needs competition like that, and it, it, somebody to drive him to do better. Yeah, I just yeah. thought of something. Uh, that, uh, the, what I really like is the the narrator pointed this out. He's like Ash's opposite, and that's there I think go. that's why I like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, because Paul believes that you know there's only well you know you can only get a Pokemon outside in the wild. You can catch a bunch of them, and maybe one will be good. But Ash, you know, thinks that you can just train one Pokemon to be good instead of having to go out and get others. Just one example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what kind of trainer are you guys? An Ash <laughs> or uh, Paul? I am an Ash. Ash. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like really Ash, too. I'm like Paul. I'm an Ash. Yeah, well, yeah, you're definitely like Paul because you're competitive battle one-on-one. <laughs> I'd say I'm somewhere between because I'd like really care for my own Pokemon, but I don't give a damn about my opponents. Okay, so we're done with the anime now? I guess so. Alright, we're done with the game too, huh? I'd say so. <laughs> Alright, thank you everyone for that wonderful discussion the anime. Wow, that was a great cast tonight, guys. I appreciate everything from everybody. I would like to leave us with these thoughts. Remember to always visit PPN site, PokemonPalace.net. Also, visit archaic site, BulbaGarden.net. And you can also visit PocketMonsters site, PocketMonsters.net. Wonderful sites, all of them, and very informative. And... Also, don't forget to visit the chats. You can access all of the chats that you need to from the chat.bulbagarden.net page, or if you use our MRC or 
any other respective IRC clients, you can log on to irc.systemnet.info. You want to choose Pound Bulba Garden, Pound Pocket Monsters. Also, an hour before we do the cast, which is usually 9 or 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday nights, you can join Pound Bulba Cast and come talk to us. And now we're going to head off, get ourselves some nice rest for the evening. But before that, we are going to do the closing thoughts. First off, Misty, do you have any closing thoughts? Not really. Podcast, <laughs> fine discussions. Good night. Oh, James. Good night, James. Misty. Yell something. And, Kasumi, do you have a closing thought? Well, this was an interesting cast and very nice topics for discussion tonight. And, yeah. well, I'm just inviting you to visit the Oakaki and the gallery, and goodbye. Sounds good Great. to me. How about you, Peepee and Steve? Looking forward to the upcoming season of Diamond and Pearl dub anime. Of course, the games uh, this week. Mm-hmm. That should be a lot of fun. And, of course, we'll have uh, what information and, and the cheats you need to actually win at that game for those who need that on the website. And as far as the cast, uh, we had a really good cast. I think we had a really good discussion on the Diamond and Pearl release date being broken, which yeah, pretty sad. That wasn't cool. That was that, no. that was all sorts of levels of... Yeah, that just kind of ruins the whole funness of the release. I know. And uh, I hope to it see everybody make... uh, next week, so... And how about you, Jatini? I think we hit it off pretty good tonight. I'll say that, you know, I'm looking forward to having Diamond and Pearl come out tomorrow on the 22nd. And, you know, a lot of other people getting it throughout the week. So it'll be fun. Everyone's going to, well, not everyone, but a lot of people are going to have fun playing it throughout this week and next week and for a long time to come. And just make sure, you know, to visit Bulba Garden because Bulba Garden chat room is pretty fun talking in there. And (laughs) it's always fun to get new faces in. And I think I'll give him my closing thoughts, and then I'm going to hand it off to Archaic for his for his close, because he always uh, gives the last close for the ep- or the final close for the episode. It seems my closing thoughts was, you know, this really seemed to be a nice laid back cast. I hope for many more of these, and as always, I really appreciate everyone that we have interacting with us in the Bulba Garden forums. I really hope to start going through the letters and such from the Bulbacast listeners they have posted and take a little bit of advice from you guys. So we're not ignoring anybody. We've just been really busy trying to get a lot of things done here and we will be listening and reading your letters and paying attention. I really appreciate it. You guys are what makes us what we are. And now I'm going to hand the mic off to Archaic for his final thought and... Y'all have a great evening. I guess I'll just quickly add on to what Sato said there. We'll probably end up having an episode devoted just to your letters at some point in the near future. Uh, pretty much the only reason why we haven't had one of those already is because we've already had a well quite a lot of things we've had to talk about with the Diamond Pill release, which well, by the time you've heard this is obviously past, and various other things. And... Uh, well, yes, don't worry, we have been reading, and we will be reading the mouse and our replies to those soon enough, and, well, I just hope you're all listening now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mata Rai Shunemina, see you next week.